We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, everybody. Dana Matai here with HerHoopStats.com with the founder of HerHoopStats, Aaron Barzilai. Did I pronounce that right? You did. I was going to say that's very nice because most people cannot, for the life of them, pronounce my name correctly. The most common one, I had a uh, high school basketball coach. He always used to call me Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. And this was like before the 92 Olympics. So. Wow. How about that? Well, we just saw two, uh, I wouldn't say thrilling games. One of them was definitely thrilling. One of them was kind of a rout. But let's start with the first game of this morning at 11.30 a.m. We had Notre Dame taking on the two-seed NC State. I think the story was Notre Dame's youth. Olivia Miles is built different. What did you think of uh, the way she came out and played today? Yeah, I mean, she was so impressive. Yeah, it's, it was, what, maybe not a thrilling game, but definitely a thrilling day overall. Thrilled to be here with you, right? Yeah, NC State, right, is a number one seed, and uh, it's going to be just so exciting for Monday. For Olivia Miles, um, she was just electric. She had that one kind of scoop shot where she brought the ball up and put it back down and then got it up again to take a nice layup. Uh, I forget if she had two of those. She had a nice scoop on the uh, far yeah. uh, backboard as well. That, that first one, though, was right in front of us. Um, and uh, especially right early on, uh, it just seemed like it was her day and, you know, that she was going to be, you know, a key part of the future of women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, extra confident. I mean, you see somebody take over a game, and, I mean, I checked Twitter, and she's trending all over the place. So it was really cool to see. But, but Aaron, they, they led for the majority of the game, had a double-digit lead in the third quarter. Uh, I... I truly thought it was over for NC State until that fourth quarter started, and then they made a run. I did not, and it was completely I know you said about it. NC State. Yeah, you are my witness. I'm not making that up after the fact. Because we've just seen it too often from NC State. I'm still not sure I know how they did it, but I just feel like even when they're down, they're so resilient and they don't give up hope. 
Um, you know, we saw that a little bit, the frustration, understandable frustration Indiana had at, towards the tail end of the last game. They, they were fighting, I thought, the whole way, uh, but just couldn't quite close the gap. You know, NC State, I just feel like even if they're down, they, they believe in themselves. They have yeah. so much experience, so much talent. And, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, they, they find a way. And, um, yeah, you were talking about Olivia Miles. I'm going to go back to what you said before. Another thing I loved at her, she was definitely, from what I could tell, kind of, you know, turning around, playing to the crowd of the Notre Dame fans on the, the far side of the court, or the, you know, other, other side of the court from us. And uh, she just has such presence. Yes. Um, but, yeah, but ultimately I thought it was the presence uh, of NC State. You know, I kn- knew, and actually it was interesting, I got a text from a, a friend of mine that I used to, um, you know, I've done some NBA stuff with, and he was of the opinion that when late in the game, I don't think, I'm not sure NC State had committed a single foul before they kind of shifted oh, into yeah. foul mode. And so that gives you all kinds of freedom to play super aggressively yeah, for um, for those steals, the steals they need that ultimately, you know, became, you know, Reina Perez play the game and, yep. you know, um, and so cool shooting that layup, right? We You know, you see, unfortunately, a lot of missed layups uh, in this game, <laughs> um, but not, uh, not there, right? Just... Oh. Uh, um, able to kind of finish it off, finish the play. Um, I'm not sure, does that make her the hero? Like, there, I feel like there were a lot of heroes today, but I think yeah. that was probably the one kind of moment because it was just so unbelievable. You probably, you practically knocked me over on press I row. know. I'm really sorry about pushing no, you. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, My shoulder's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to wear a sleeve for the next podcast. It was it was electric. I mean, I mean, and before that, uh, I feel like uh, Lisa Kunane went to the free throw line, I think, like it felt like six straight possessions. They were uh, eight of nine. Uh, NC State was in the fourth quarter. Yep. So uh, she misses a big one, though. So yeah. I mean, an opportunity to tie the game with you know twenty seconds left. Misses a free throw. Uh, I think she said in the press conference uh, she wasn't worried at all. Uh, just worried about the next play. And her teammates definitely had her back. Raina Perez, uh, absolutely electrical game. I felt like she didn't play a lot of minutes. Uh, 27 minutes, 33 seconds, apparently, thanks to the box score. Yep. Uh, Perez, so, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at the distribution. Look at uh, Olivia Miles playing almost 38 minutes a game uh, at the point guard position. So, I mean, her control and speed just yeah. is on on uh, on visual the entire game. So yeah. Interesting it, little stat. Sorry to interrupt you here as I'm looking good. at that. Uh, Perez had not hit a two-pointer until she hit that layup. <laughs> she was, uh, it looks like, she was one for four from three, so that she must have been uh, 0 for four uh, for, on twos uh, before hitting that, uh, you know, the layup that got the steal and the layup that put him ahead. Yeah. Well, the NC State wins uh, 66-63, just like we all thought, coming back to <laughs> basically lead for all of uh, 14 seconds of the second half and I think only five minutes of five the first minutes, half. Yeah. So uh, just... Wild game. Notre Dame's got a lot to look forward to next season. Though. Yeah, I mean, I feel so much for Notre Dame and Coach Ivy in particular. Her son, right, lost uh, yeah. late last night uh, for uh, Purdue on the men's side. She was there, is my understanding, right, for Philly. Um, I drove up from New Jersey, so I think I, she had an even longer drive. I drove this morning uh, home after that, which has got to be tough, right? Just like it's got to be tough to fly home, um, presumably tonight or something. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's remarkable. I had actually, um, we were talking about it on Slack because in case it came up, I was curious who the last team was that made the Elite Eight after not being in the tournament last year, uh, the previous year. And I guess it was 2017 Oregon was what our uh, Richard Cohen mm-hmm. said. Um, so, you know, it seems like the future is bright. Um, I will say it's interesting. So Miles, right, unbelievable. 
Um, we can talk more, much more about her. I will say the very beginning of the game, there was one play. I thought that Kunane was wide open, mm-hmm. um, but then I realized later that she just co- was completely in front of Maya Dodson, and you just completely obscured her, right? Wow. That Dodson was just kind of narrower um, and just fit completely uh, behind her. So I was like, oh, you know, this could be tough. But then Dodson was really impressive today. She oh, had yeah. some nice moves. Um, what is she... Uh, Let's take a look at her. Three, she was a three or five. She didn't have a lot of rebounds, but like she stuck out visually. I thought watching the game, right? Her stat line not, might not be super duper, but um, altered so many shots. Yeah, I mean nothing really came easy. Like for, I mean, some, Olivia Miles made the game look easy, but for NC State, <laughs> definitely offensively, nothing was really coming easy shooting wise. I feel like no. every shot was contested. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, they just kind of kept uh, hanging around. But uh, I mean, you talk about Notre Dame's future. I think. That uh, I like Miles, right? Citrone, um, Citrone, and uh, Dodson. They were they were you know very impressive, and it's going to be amazing to see what they're going to do after another kind of off season together, another off season to develop. I think you know you think about um, you know I think Anissa Mora was clearly the freshman uh, mm-hmm. of the year. I mean, what she did has been amazing at DePaul, but like it's not clear to me who's going to be the uh, sophomore of the year next year, right? Just like uh, it yep. was kind of neck and neck uh, this heading into the season. Uh, as well, I think, but um, so I uh, am a little even more optimistic about uh, this freshman class than I was uh, when I woke up this morning. It's good to hear. I I feel bad for Dara Mabry. She obviously had the ball yeah. stolen from her. Um, and I feel like she was really cooking in the first half, um, and just kind of went cold in the second. Uh, they were still, you know, producing at a high rate offensively. Um, the fourth quarter just happens, and NC State took that final chance to to take the lead. So. It's 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 a real bummer for that team because you want to see the team that plays well in that night win. And that's kind of what it's all about. But uh, looks like we're looking. Yeah, hey, I think we got we got a special guest here. I was gonna say we missed uh, Megan. She'll be in. Are you gonna pop in at least for a minute? Say a quick hello. You can't see yourself on screen, but everybody can see you. Yeah. So uh, we'll. I think we've only got a few minutes with you, right? Is yeah, that true? So uh, are you going to tell us how UConn's going to win on uh, We can jump to looking ahead and uh, your thoughts on UConn. We've been talking about NC State and Notre Dame. Gotcha. Yeah, I think looking ahead for UConn, I mean, what won them this game today was their performance on the defensive end. And on the glass, they out-rebounded uh, Indiana by quite a bit. Only allowed two second-chance opportunities for Indiana. They'll need to do something similar against, I think, NC State to get that win. And then coming out and defending like they did today. I think they struggled a little bit to start off the game, but... I mean, I think Grace Berger was 4 of 11 from the field, just really was able to kind of yeah. frustrate the Indiana offense and take them out of their rhythm. <laughs> the and fans. the fans behind yes. us. Yes, yeah, yeah, and the fans behind us, for Family sure. Family members, perhaps, <laughs> but uh, they were pretty vocal. I, know, I remember watching a game when uh, Rebecca Lovo and Ryan Ruka were joking about a fan behind them. I don't know if it got on the broadcast, but... It was very loud behind us, and everybody on press row was chuckling. Maybe they, a lot of them were probably UConn-ish people, I thought, <laughs> but uh, I was chuckling, too. Yeah. I didn't have a dog in that fight. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Now, what do you, uh, really quick, what is your take? I mean, I think the bigs, right, were huge for, yeah, uh, no pun intended, for UConn <laughs> today. Like, how do you think they're going to stack up against NC State on Monday? Because that's got to be the key, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, Olivia Nelson, Dota, and Aliyah Edwards, both fantastic today, on the glass especially. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup on... Monday, because you've got Elisa Kinane that's an All-American, but UConn has more size. I think that's going to be a key thing. They've got Nelson Dota. They have Edwards, who can be really physical with Kinane. I would uh-huh. expect her to guard Kinane and try to kind of get her out of her rhythm some. And then you also have Dorka Ed- or Dorka Yuhas off the bench. So UConn's got 
quite the size yeah. rotation that they can throw at them and get different looks. All of their bigs are so different, too. There's such a difference between Nelson and Dota, Edwards, yeah. Yeah. and Dorky Uhas. No one, they all play very different right. styles, very different defense, so they can throw a lot of different looks at Kunane, and I think that could get interesting because they have a lot of options. Yeah, Kunane, she's got such great footwork. There was that... Uh, I gotta say, I had like a Monica Sonato flashback when she missed that one shot. I don't know what the score was. It was before the missed free yeah. throw. Uh, but she had a nice little turnaround, just didn't quite go in. A shot she can make a zillion times, uh, has made a zillion times uh, in key moments, I think, too. So uh, I was glad that they got her done overall. But I mean, I guess that's probably like what everybody's gonna watch for, um, right? The one thing everyone's gonna highlight. Yeah. We're gonna see a ton of packages on ESPN about mm-hmm. big versus big. Dragon yeah, Becca Lobo must be happy. I think that's gonna be like the, the highlight role, but I think the guard play is gonna play a huge like part in that matchup too you've got I mean Raina Perez was huge obviously down Love the stretch for, yes. for um, NC State today but then you've got I mean UConn's guards too Paige Beckers Daisy Fudd Kristen Williams Kristen Williams was fantastic today I expect her to be guarding someone like Perez in, the, yeah. in that matchup too so I think it's going to be an interesting matchup I think it's really close matchup honestly I think the teams are stacked in a way that's it's pretty even. I think it's going to be a good one. And I tweeted out, I, you know, have been the naysayer, like, oh, it should new, NC State should travel. It should be, uh, you know, semi-neutral at least. And so, yeah, we've got our model results. I forget what they are off the top of my head. Um, both with you treated as a home game for UConn, uh, which I was thinking in the middle of that NC State-Notre Dame game. It definitely will be. But then it got loud at the end of that uh, yeah. NC State-Notre Dame. So it gave me some hope. Yeah, I wonder how much that is the like I mean, UConn, UConn Notre Dame. Yeah, I was thinking that. Old rivalry, like I, UConn fans are probably cheering for NC State in the first game. <laughs> but do you think it's a situation, right, where like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, how much do they really care about the UConn, the Notre Dame UConn rivalry, or who, you know? I don't know. I think UConn fans still care about it. To me, it's like it's less of a thing without Muffet because so much of it was mm, like yeah. Muffet versus yeah, Gino, true. and like the way they used to spar and the pressers and all that. I think with Ivy taking over, it's it's not as much of that type of thing, but I think the fans still feel it and yeah. still into it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it definitely was very loud for UConn uh, as well, so that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think that we slightly favor UConn, but I also think, uh, you know, obviously we're recording this and they haven't done the Wichita regional that's going on, I think, now. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the game of the Elite Eight that everybody circles on their calendar, right? Yeah, I would say at least for kind of the Monday night games. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think tomorrow's games are going to be yeah. great. Texas Stanford. Yeah, Texas Stanford is probably the game of those. Actually, I don't know. It could really go either way. Yeah. I think NC State, UConn yeah. uh, is I like. I think NC State, UConn actually might be the game of it. Everyone would be like the conspiracy ESPN theorist <laughs> that said like they engineered oh, good yes. ratings. Like they would have not. <laughs> engineered Stanford, Texas over uh, UConn and State. It's got a little bit of intrigue, right, because uh, yeah. Stanford lost to them right in that opening game of the season. But uh, I think it was the opening game. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's like marquee television, 7 o'clock. I'm excited to see it. Uh, hopefully do – I'm going to be fascinated to see what the numbers were today on TV, uh, and hopefully that one will be, uh, I, I bet, even higher. Oh, I'm sure it will be a primetime game on a Monday night versus a kind of middle of the day on a Saturday. I think yeah. it's a harder window. Yeah, and NC State is the second, I believe they're the second ranked team, um, and then third in our Hoop Stats rating. We actually um, are flipped with uh, for two and three with Stanford. I think yeah. we're flipped. I think they're the third ranked and we're second. Okay, so I said it wrong. I know that, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know that, like, one of those teams is, is second in the polls and the other one's mm-hmm. uh, second in our Hoop Stats rating. So, uh, but it's, it's, you know, they're clearly the NC State's top-tier team. UConn, um, you know, on days like today, 
I mean, Becker still didn't look uh, 100%, yeah. but you could sort of see how it, the world could play out. I, don't know, I, I see the confidence coming back, though. Yeah. I definitely see it. She looks a little bit better every game, which I think is ultimately mm-hmm. what you kind of want. Right? She's not going to be 100%, yeah. but I think you still take Becker to 80% over a lot of players in the country. So you've got kind of that. I just like You see it in small bursts, I think, now, instead of just like wire to wire like you would before. But there's just things that she does on the floor that not a lot of people can do. Yeah. Was there a signature moment today, though? She just hits. Oh, like, she had I that lefty like, yeah. finger roll. Yeah, and then she looked at her hand. I also feel like she just has a knack for hitting shots when you kind of need a shot. Like, yeah. So there's some offensive like stalling there for the Huskies, and she's usually the one to break it. And of course, it's Paige Baker's Becker's to break those. Just, yeah. You know, one of those things she kind of has a knack for. And fun. I, I mean, I do think every time she shoots it, I think it's going to go in, right? Which is, like, no. of course, nowhere near possibly so rationally <laughs> true, but it looks good every time. Yeah, it's never offline. It's hidden back rim or it's going in. One thing I think will be interesting, I, was, I don't know that we ever tweeted about it, but we talked a little bit about it at the breaks, is I couldn't decide. The rims seem a little tight. Uh, so definitely a number of shots kind of were in and out. Right, that happens every game. But um, I don't remember that in the games last, uh, you know, whatever, the Friday night, right? It's all a blur. But, um, so that'll be interesting to monitor. It's kind of we're going to get some funky bounce that's going to be the difference. Yeah, great. I think that was both games today, very much the case. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but... Yeah, like you said. I mean, I think the one thing about FUD, like when it looks like it's going in, Juno was just talking off the side, and mm. he was saying that, you know, the reason she plays so much is because you never know when four straight of them are going to go in, and all of a sudden your three-point lead is a 14-point lead, and like how much you can change the game so quickly, I think is such a huge part of why you see her on the floor for close to 40 minutes, despite the depth that UConn has. Yeah, her release is so quick. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like every time she's coming off a screen and gets the ball, the ball is up within, you know, a few milliseconds. It's crazy. And to shoot it that accurately at that speed is is uh, definitely a sight to see. Yeah, it's quicker than most, I think. Like a oh, lot of players sure. in the women's it's game, it's like it's are very noticeable. Yeah. It's very, yeah. If, I think if you leave her open for a half second on the perimeter, it's it's going up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say, I did get a check from my friend. He's like, I think my son played flag football against her uh, when he was uh, younger. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised. I definitely live in Virginia, and uh, she's a talent. So, cool. Uh, Happy to have you as long as you want, but don't want to keep you. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get rolling, do you have any parting words? I don't think words so. Words of wisdom. We don't have a catchphrase yet to end these podcasts. We're back. So we're back. Yes. Did about two hours of research there. <laughs> we're ready to really... Do we want to take it from the top? Because uh, we could do so much better. Are we just going to yeah, go we right back to where we were? start all over. No. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we basically led right into to talking about UConn. And while I think kind of the, the main story was the rebounding from this game... Uh, you, you talked about Paige a little bit. To me, I mean, just kind of where Paige is and where this UConn team is, I don't really know if we've seen peak UConn of this season yet, and I still think they're probably the most dangerous team in this tournament. Well, the question is, I don't think we've seen peak UConn over the next year, but are they at about the peak they will get to because she's not going to be much more healthy between now and April 3rd, I think, is a championship, right? They could, If she's only 80% and they lose by two, then like it's not going to be all that helpful. But a week from now, she'll be slightly better. Um, if I just said 80% before, maybe she'll be 85% in a week. Um, and so I think it's more to me that there's still untapped potential for UConn and what they could be is better than they were today, yeah. but it's unclear if they're going to get a chance to realize that. Yeah, and not just with Paige. Just, I mean, I think the whole team, and they've had injury stuff and, and COVID stuff all year, so I think they're still, you know, finding their way playing all together. Um, 
in this short season. I mean, it feels like a month and a half ago they had six players available, you know? Yeah, like, I did not think they were one of the best teams yep. in the uh, country. And, uh, hey, we got some special guests there. Um, but I did not think they were, you know, one of the top five teams in the country at all at the beginning of this season. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I've actually been concerned that uh, our Hoops Stats rating had them too high all season, kind of giving a little too much, effectively giving them too much credit for being UConn because it sort of recognizes how the teams performed in the past. Um, but, like, they've, you know, they deserve to be, I think they're fourth in our Hoops Stats rating now, and it yeah. doesn't seem insane. No, um, no. Right? I mean, it's sort of them or Louisville, I think, is fifth. And, uh you know, you can see what this team could be and just how amazing it is. My fear, though, is that we're still never going to get 100%, well, 100% of what UConn could be in 2021-22. Mm. But, like you said, is this good enough to, to win it all on April 3rd? And it's a, it's a great test for them with NC State. Uh, today they, they really had to fight off some really strong guard play with Indiana, uh, and I think that's, you know, UConn's probably the status quo for quality guards uh, with Kristen Williams and Paige yeah. Rickers. Uh, but the size that, that Megan was alluding to, I mean, we didn't even talk about Adina Westbrook, but she comes in and changes the game immediately. I mean, she had what, I mean, it probably isn't the play of the day, but it was like the highlight for me partially because of the angle we were sitting, oh, the way she steal. stepped in for that steal, yeah. and then she did that gorgeous Euro step. Yeah. Um, like, that's uh, that was such a nice highlight, and we, yeah. we had the perfect angle to see it, so... Um, yeah, you know, and she's coming off the bench, right? She, but she plays a ton of minutes for them. Been, you know, her finger rolls kind of fluctuated. Um, and so I think that uh, they've got a ton of talent. I think, I feel like over the past few years, part of the story is that um, their bigs can be amazing, like mm-hmm. we saw today, but then sometimes they have not been, especially in the most challenging opponents. And so sure. I kind of think there's still going to be an element of show me um, until they actually kind of do it, I guess, three more times, uh, potentially. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, can they perform? Like, my, I think maybe my favorite stat I mentioned to you uh, before we talked, right? So both, uh, where are we here? I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, Aaliyah Edwards, Olivia Nelson, and Adota both had five offensive rebounds. Kristen Williams had three. All three of them had more offensive rebounds than the entire uh, Indiana team because they only had two. So... Can that happen again Monday? I'm not sure, not. but, um, you know, I think that, but that's why they play the games. Like, all kinds of things have happened so far in the tournament, which is why it's been so fun uh, that, you know, people didn't expect going in. So I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be a great matchup between, uh, like I said, I think they're, it's the highest pair of teams left yep. of the uh, matchup, even regardless of what happens as we're recording in Wichita. And so uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing night. Yeah. Uh, looking at Indiana, kind of. I mean, what outside of the rebounding? What do you think was kind of like their their biggest downfall this game? I mean, to me, it was just that stat. I think they ended up. Uh, yeah, they took 19 less shots. If I'm doing my math Dang. on the spot here, than UConn, right? They shot 23 for 48 from uh, overall. Yeah. So they basically shot 50. percent They did only shoot three of nine. So they didn't take a ton of threes, and they didn't hit mm-hmm. that many. Um, but they were, you know, kind of matching. You know, shooting, I think, 42% at one point. Um, although I'd have to think about how that math worked out. Um, so it's kind of funny, right? I mean, it's really just all about the, the rebounds. Like I said, the rebounds and the turns, but I think really the rebounds, right? I mean, you're just, it's really hard to win when uh, the other team takes 19 more shots than you, right? If I yeah. told you, let's, you know, <laughs> let's play so, the 21, but I'll let you, you know, one on one, but I'll let you shoot 19 more times first, and then we can go back and forth. Like, yeah, you know, you're a betting man. I think you'd take that one. 
Yeah, I thought you were going to side with the fans that were sitting behind us and say that was <laughs> they the convert- problem. They convinced me completely. I thought it was a totally <laughs> rational argument they made. Yes, of course. Okay, um, anything else you, you really saw today that, that caught your eye um, before we wrap up here? Uh, let's, let me think about that. I guess I would say that, uh, well, there was a great moment, uh, non-basketball, I thought, when the cheerleaders did some kind of, I don't know if you call it a pyramid or a tower together. Did you catch that uh, one? You are probably busy tweeting. Very unity. But, yeah, yeah, Indiana and UConn out there together. Uh, no one pushed uh, anyone, so that was cool. Um, and then I was also struck by the atmosphere. I mean, I will say the, the first tip was at 1130. It was a little dead. North Carolina, but then the NC State fans that were here were, were loud, as were, not surprisingly, the Notre Dame fans, and especially as they were kind of revving up about the upset. And the crowd did fill in, and by the end of the game, um, you know, again, maybe those were all UConn fans who got here early mm-hmm. for, the, for the 2 o'clock tip. Uh, but that was great. So I felt like a really good uh, atmosphere. I was really... Uh, happy to see that and then I was also struck even though the game felt well in hand for like the pretty much the entire second half yeah it still felt really engaged both the UConn fans and the Indiana fans people were still excited they were getting worked up about foul calls down either up or down 15 Um, and so uh, it was just really nice uh, to see but I do think overall right it's kind of funny. I think my overall takeaway is probably Notre Dame and Olivia Miles, even though they didn't move on yeah. to, to play on Monday. Easily, like, the most uh, compelling thing I saw um, was, was her play, her confidence. Uh, I mean, whether it was a, a Euro step, a, a double clutch, or just yeah. a step back three, I mean, I think she really has a lot of things in her bag. And, I mean, I, I tweeted earlier, it's like, I, I still cannot believe she's a freshman. Yeah, some people debate that, but I will say, because we were, um, I was looking that up as we were talking about it, like, she only played, I think, 130 minutes last year. She played six games. She's played over 1,000, I think almost 1,100 uh, this year, probably definitely over 1,100 today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, she only played, like, like is she a freshman or not because she was around? I mean, she only played maybe 12% of a season or something. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't, and, like, and it was a, not a clutch minutes, right, and, no. uh, you know, not a team that made the tournament, so... I mean, it helps to be there. I'm not saying that. But, yeah. you know, she's probably closer to a true freshman than a true sophomore for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. We hope you enjoy the short recap of uh, these two games and what we're looking forward to on Monday. Uh, who's your pick? I think I got to pick NC State. I think if you only watched oh. today, you would not say that. Uh, so... But, we've, again, we've already seen upsets, and I think over the course of the season they've been better, and, like, I'm just still not going to believe that they're going to lose in the tournament until they lose, and they could lose, and I won't be shocked, but because I definitely think it's close to a coin flip. Yep. But, uh, I mean, and maybe the UConn home court advantage factor will, will tip the scales, but, uh, you know, the thing, we were talking about this on Slack, so maybe I'm going long, I know. No, you're good. But um, I think it's fascinating kind of what the UConn name means, and it's different playing in Bridgeport, Connecticut yeah. than other places, but, like, I don't think NC State is intimidated by UConn in the way that, like, they would have been in 2016, right? Yeah. Um, the team obviously has a ton of cachet, but, like, I mean, these players, what, they were probably, like, in 7th and 8th grade the last time UConn won a title? Yeah. Um, you know, I sort of joked with Megan on a podcast recently, like, can you believe there are kids graduating from UConn that have never seen their team win a, win a <laughs> national championship, right? And so... You know, it's a short memory, and, you know, there have been, you know, some battles 
But I just don't think NC State's going to be... They've got enough experience to not be intimidated by the fact sure. that we're here in Connecticut. Which, sure. So I'm guessing you disagree, which always makes good uh, radio. Uh, I mean, part of me wants to, but I mean, before the bracket was released, I do have a future on NC State to make the Final Four. Oh. Uh, How so many I mean, other futures do you have, by the way? Uh, three. <laughs> so I have that. I have Stanford at plus 600 to win it all. And... Uh, and then I, I saw Louisville at plus 1,800, which, if you looked at our simulation, this was uh, pre-Sweet 16. Right. If you look at the simulations, they have, a like, a 12% chance uh, to win it all. Is it that high? I think was it was 10 it? or 12 oh, for Louisville. I thought it was one lower. Seed? I don't know. It was between 10 or 12, and they had 1,700, uh, plus 1,700 odds. So For the people listening to our podcast that can't do yes. the math, what is that roughly in terms of implied probability? Can you do the math on the top of your head? Uh, what, 1.7? Isn't it? Uh, no, it'd be like a six or seven percent chance, right? Oh, uh, seventeen hundred. Even money was a hundred. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Isn't plus? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but still, way better odds than. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it was about equal to almost Notre Dame. I think that's smart. Yeah, that yeah. seems undervalued. Like I still am doubtful yeah. they will win at all, but that seems undervalued relative. Yeah. Well, uh, she also has doubters in. Uh, or Louisville's daughters yes. and Barack Obama and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, really? I've not been keeping uh, up with the celebrity quote? brackets. No. Oh, it was Haley Van saying they have a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of doubters. But, um, but no, I think I, I think I will take UConn just because, kind of, kind of, like I, I still am waiting for that signature UConn game. Right. Um, even though yes. we really haven't had a, a, a signature UConn team as of late in the recent years, and. Um, and I feel like we haven't had a you know big Paige Becker's moment, but uh, I mean if you watch her like move around, um, she looks healthy. It's just uh, the confidence yes. to take over is uh, kind of what I'm waiting for. So I'm I'm rolling with UConn uh, in that next game. Okay. And uh, going to the Final Four in front of all the lovely Husky fans here in Bridgeport. <laughs> well, it's going to be rocking either way. I think there's no doubt about that. Sure. Whether they're winning or losing at the end, however they step off, it's going to be an amazing, amazing scene and a great showcase for college basketball. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, Thank you. Always are, a pleasure. Absolutely. We're rolling out. We'll see you on Monday.